From Beta Cell, this is The Threes, the show where we try to find out what it's like for all the people in our lives who don't have type 1, but are affected by it somehow. I'm your host, Craig Steubing. The saying goes that there is nothing as powerful as a mother's love. But what happens when type 1 diabetes enters the mix? How is that love push and pulled, tested and strengthened? Carol had all the responsibilities that a 13-month-old brings when her daughter Christy was diagnosed with type 1. As if taking care of a baby wasn't hard enough already, Carol had to test her daughter's blood sugar, count her carbs, give her insulin, and never let her guard down. As Christy grew up, she took over management of her diabetes, but there was a tension between how Christy wanted to do things and how her mom thought she should do them. Christy, now 27 years old, interviewed her mom at her mom's house in New Jersey. Let's hear their story. Hi, my name is Christy. I'm here with my mom. My name is Carol. I'm Christy's mom. Um, I, uh, we both live in northern New Jersey, and I've had type 1 diabetes for almost 27 years. Yep. Uh, Christy was diagnosed at 13 months old, which was a shocker. Uh, My husband and I did not know much about diabetes. I just knew that something wasn't right. And thankfully, we had a great pediatrician that picked up on it. Uh, So we were off to the hospital uh, in New York and spent a week there learning, um, which was very scary for us. So what that uh, you said at first that they didn't really know what was wrong before the diagnosis, what what was the big sign for you that something wasn't right? Well, she she had a cold for about a week. She wasn't herself, but I think the biggest thing was she was lethargic, waking up asking for juice, standing up in her crib, um, urinating a lot. Um, the first time I took her to the doctor was on a Saturday, and that pediatrician part of the group just said that she had a little virus noted that she did lose weight but it was no big deal the following Monday I looked at my daughter laying there like a rag doll drinking her bottle and I said to my husband something is not right I'm calling them back and that's when the pediatrician that I saw a lot said come in we want to do a urine test and that's how they discovered that she had diabetes um I had to call my husband, who was quite agitated when he came in asking the doctor, does that mean she's going to be on insulin for the rest of her life? So um, it it was very hard, you know, driving to the hospital. I became then the strong person, you know, to my husband, who was pretty much sobbing the whole way driving uh, to the hospital in New York. So what was that experience in the city like like what were your well first we were in the emergency room and then a endocrinologist came to speak to us and said oh okay you've cried all your tears this was this is what's going on uh they put us in intensive care the first night because she was so young she did not have ketones which was surprising and i stayed overnight in a chair um, and uh, 
you're taken very good care of in intensive care. Once they moved us to another room, it was not a great experience because she was starving, number one, crying, um, and the, the food they were bringing her, it was ridiculous. She was 13 months old. They were bringing her a hard-boiled egg and this huge bagel. That's gross. Um, I ended up going in the hall and screaming at a bunch of doctors <laughs> randomly going around the hall. But it was basically they were, you know, trying to bring her sugar down, giving her little bits of insulin. And then uh, my husband and I would have to go to classes about nutrition and how to give shots. And at one point it became so overwhelming. My head was spinning that I walked out of the room and locked myself in the bathroom. And I thought, I can't do this. A nurse is going to have to live with us because it just was crazy. At, at that time, how, like, how would you say that life changed from the way life was before I was diagnosed? Well, I remember saying to my husband, well, we'll be going on all family trips. You know, we're not going to go anywhere alone because I couldn't imagine leaving my daughter with uh, anybody. Um, I remember the first day we got home from the hospital, my mother-in-law was here and it, it was time to give her a shot. And my mother-in-law got hysterical. And uh, the, hard, the hard thing was at that age, you you don't know is your child high low because they're not verbal you know the doctors the endocrinologist who was wonderful we were on the phone probably four times a day adjusting things you know we finally decided to have her eat first then give the insulin because with the baby you never know how much they're going to eat so that was very stressful and also you're on you have a structure you're on a timetable at the, at that time with the two different insulins long acting short acting you had to eat at certain times and you had to know the carbs so that was a big change no fly by the seat of your pants yeah so this was back in the days of like sliding scale yes i kind of remember as i was a young kid the taking the nph and the humulin and having to eat at certain times throughout the day and there was no dexcom Mm-mm. What do you think, like, when you see all these little kids now with the Dexcom, I mean, how do you think that would be different? I always wonder how, if it would have been more stressful for you and dad or less stressful. I think it would have been just as stressful, um, you know, to have that technology. Um, I think it's still stressful. You still have to, you have to learn a lot. And you really do almost become the doctor. Mm-hmm. I remember them telling me that in the hospital. Um, you know, you just wonder, wow, is there going to be a light, you know, at the end of the tunnel? What were, like, your biggest concerns for the future? I was just a little baby, but what were you worried about? Well, I remember we had a male nurse uh, come here to do a little education class for close family and friends. and. One of the things I asked him was about drinking, you know, as a teenager, had his drinking affected? Do you drink? You know, he was diabetic, um, things like that. And of course, college, the biggest hope was they're going to find a cure by the time my daughter comes to college. Did anyone tell you that that would happen or you just were hoping uh, for The it? big hope then was the dream being 
which was going to be an infrared light on your finger that would test your blood sugar. Really? No, no more finger sticks. It was like a big thing, and then we didn't hear anything for a couple of years. Then there were a couple of things with this huge machine, so I guess that was the start of all the technology to come. I never heard about it. I yeah. don't remember that. Name, name yeah, they, I remember hearing about that right away. Um, were you mad when it didn't actually Yeah, come you out? know, you, you, you get mad, you know, you, you hope for a cure and the research and, you know, you just think the drug companies are making too much money with the test strips and all that stuff. Yeah. How did it affect, I have a Joey, he's my older brother, five years older. He was obviously, what, five or six at the time? Yes. I mean, how did that, did that affect him at all, or? Um, It really didn't. In the beginning, he said, is Kiwi going to be okay? Because that's what he called (laughs) you. Um, His grandparents, when we were in the hospital, he was by all his grandparents, and they were buying him presents, so he was having a great time. I I guess... um, I don't think it affected him too much. We One of the trips we took to Camp Najeda, Christy was very young, and it was more enjoyable for him because he got to play basketball and do all these sports with all the counselors, and he became a sharpshooter because they let him give himself a shot in the knee. So I guess there was a little bit more understanding there, but he actually cried when we left camp. Yeah. He had such a good time. You know, it was such a wonderful place to meet other parents and other children, uh, that have diabetes and over the years of course my daughter went there every year then became a counselor and it was a big part of her life yeah I mean camp I think was a big part of my whole relationship with diabetes I feel like it would have been a lot harder if I didn't know all those other people who had it and I don't know. I mean, I remember you were nervous the first time you left me there on my own. But then after that, it got easier, right? Yes. Yes. And, you know, I'll I'll admit um, it was a nice break for us. Yeah. Not to have to think about preparing meals and carbs and testing and getting up at two o'clock in the morning. I think parents need that. Yeah. I know something else we talked about was right around this time was when Steel Magnolias came out, which I still haven't ever seen, the no, movie. I don't think you need to see it. But what, like, was that the first thing? I mean, was that really the only... Yeah, well, I yes, I did I, I did bring that up in the hospital. And I, I remember saying to the uh, endocrinologist that that was the only thing I really knew about diabetes. And she kind of commented... I think her name, I don't know the first name, Ginsburg was the last name, the head of pediatric endocrinology, actually had a relationship with the director of that movie and was very angry the way it was portrayed. Yeah, it it wasn't a good uh, portrayal of things. Is that how you thought my future would be? Well, I worried about it because, you know, the Julia Roberts character, um has a child and then when she wants to get pregnant again the mother doesn't want her to get pregnant again you know because she's risking her life and I I, I don't think it's like that anymore today I know plenty of people that have multiple children that have diabetes you know it's just 
a matter of being in good control and having the right doctor. Mm. I mean, what do you think? How? What really, like, changed your ideas about diabetes over time? Like, what helped as a parent with a kid and not knowing anything about diabetes? Uh, I remember when we were in the hospital, uh, a teenager came in. Uh, that had diabetes speaking tough. So I think that's reassuring um, to see this girl grown up. I think she, you know, was diagnosed at a young age to read a people, you know, read about people um, a lot older, you know, that have had it for a long time. So, you know, you just, you have to focus on the positive and do the best you can. And you have to block out negative things you know you can't start reading all the negative things there are some people that love to tell you that oh yes I know about diabetes my uncle had his foot amputator blah 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 and there's really a lot of ignorance out there I have to say did you get a lot of that when I was little a lot of I I remember I was working part-time in a department store and I don't know how the conversation came about that this woman's son died in at a young age from diabetes oh his sugar blood sugar was 900 it was like syrup and you know it turns out he didn't take care of himself that was you know and and at this point I had said something you know my daughter was diagnosed with diabetes like people don't stop and think what they're saying I remember going in the parking lot and crying you know for so from at that point I just, if somebody starts, I'm like, I I don't need to hear this. No, thank you. Because people just don't think. You really have to think what you're saying. Mm. Yeah. I mean, being a person who doesn't have type 1, how much, like, what, how do you feel like it's still, obviously, I feel like with parents, it's, it changes your life in a different kind of way than, like, if you were my, like, boyfriend or husband. Like, how do you feel like it changed your life even though you don't actually have it? Well, I know if I hear of other parents whose children are diagnosed, I, you know, I like to think that they could come to me and ask me any questions. Um, you know thing things like that it just you know makes you realize that there's people have things you may not know about you may not see somebody could have a chronic illness and you you don't know it just because it's not visible Mm -hmm. I remember when I was little in school you used to come into class and tell do a whole spiel with the classroom about what like what type one was and you would read like a book and show a video yes well we would do it together how did that get started i think in third grade with mrs schweiker and i because pete the other children were starting to ask questions and be curious and you know why someone had to go down to the nurse with you so at that point in third grade it was a good time to do a little science lesson to explain and mrs schweiker was all for it so we did a whole thing and You know, another thing that happened, there was another child diagnosed and her mother happened to be a nurse and she actually brought uh, an endocrinologist nurse came into the school and educated the entire staff. Um, The principal insisted that everyone come and 
you know, I do remember someone saying, well, I don't have anybody with diabetes in my class. And we said, yeah, but someday you may, Mm -hmm. you know, there's just, they just don't understand it. Yeah. There's kind of like an unwillingness to learn. Yeah. If you don't have to. Yeah, absolutely. And even a lot of nurses, I mean, I really, Christy and I had to educate the school nurse who was wonderful, who was there for Christy's whole time and very accommodating, but I had to educate her and type up notes and everything and make sure everything was done right because she wasn't used to dealing with that. Yeah. There was one student, but like I explained to the principal when Christy was first going into school kindergarten and I went in there and said, you know, Christy has diabetes. He kind of shooed me away. He said, oh, we've had a diabetic student before. And I said, wait a minute. I said, everybody is different. Everybody's endocrinologist treats it different. So we will be coming in with a plan for my daughter. And he backed off. You know, he just didn't realize. Yeah. Yeah, I think, I mean, a big part of being a parent, like you said, is like you kind of are the doctor and you are the advocate or you hopefully are. I mean, you kind of have to be. Yeah. Even no matter what grade. I was in how I mean I think it was pretty hard for both of us when as I got older and became a teenager and had to like transition some of that care to myself yes that was hard because you were on the pump then you then you wanted to go off the pump every time it was uh, time to change your infusion set there was a big scene in the house you didn't want to do it so then you went off of it for a while. And, and then that became a little scary because here I had just learned everything about the pump. Then then I had to, you know, remember everything from doing shots. You know, that was that was a, a bit much. But and, you know, letting go of certain things, maybe like your first sleepover. Yeah. Um, edu- you know, if you were going to sleep somewhere, I had to educate the parent. Yeah. Sometimes I would bring your own snacks. I got to experience pretty much all of normal teenager young adult stuff though yes no we never you you did dance lessons you played basketball you played soccer but when you were young I was always in the background hovering I have to admit so you may have had like a little less freedom than someone that didn't have diabetes for instance riding your bike around the lake uh, at a certain age. Uh But I I even did that with your brother because I, you know, just a little bit more overprotective. Um, You know, there was a situation, and I remember thinking about it for years. We live in a lake community where they have activities. And the big thing, I think at age 13, they take a trip down the shore on a bus and go to the beach in Point Pleasant. I was terrified when that day came, and I just said to um, one of the counselors, I said, um, I'm going to be following in my car, because I want to, I didn't want to be on the bus with her, of course, mm-hmm. and I kept my distance on the beach, and I was kind of happy because the younger counselors who were really watching were not really paying that much attention. It's the ocean, you have a pump site, blah, blah, blah. Um, I kept my distance, but it ended up kind of at 
the end of the day, her site got clogged yeah, with sand. Yeah, I remember and that. And we ended up going to the car. We had to change it. Changing the site. Yeah, the ocean. So that was a stressful day. Was that more stressful than like when I went to Washington with the eighth grade trip? Um, that wasn't as bad because um, I liked the nurse that was going. You did right. not want me to be a chaperone, but one of my good friends at the time went as a chaperone. Uh, so that, that I was okay with that. Yeah. What about, I mean, going to college? Going to college was another scary thing. You know, we went and um, we did a tour. But what was a relief when uh, we went to visit the dorm that she was going to be staying in the RA? It was an EMT. Yeah. I said to Christy, you have to tell him. People have to know. It's not a secret. Yeah. So that, that was good that he was an EMT. I felt better. Um, you know, what was I going to do? Just say you can't go to college because you have diabetes? Some people do that. They do, you know, but things can happen anywhere. That's definitely true. Yeah. I mean, I feel like you didn't seem super worried when I went to college about that. I felt like diabetes was just kind of a a part of all of the other stuff you were worried about. Like, I think over time we were able to kind of balance it and and blend it into all the other parts of my life. Yes, and you got through college. You were an excellent student. Yeah, that was okay. That was oh. pretty good. You were. You kept up your grade point average. You got your master's and, you know. Yeah. I mean... Yeah, and I always think that, you know, being a social worker partially came from having diabetes. I mean, what do you think, how, how do you think me having diabetes affected me? Well, I, you, I, yeah, I think it made, uh, took a hand in, in the choice of what to do, um, I think you always wanted to help people. You know, I think when you became a counselor over the summers, that actually helped make your decision too. Yeah. Because you, know, you were helping people. Yeah, I think, yeah, camp played a big role in that too. But what do you think was like the hardest part of having, like, what do you think that me being a baby was the hardest or me being a teenager or? Um... I guess I have to uh, say both. Both were equally hard? Baby, of course, was very hard when you could not communicate. Yes, it was extremely stressful. I, you know, to this day, I don't sleep great. You know, you just don't sleep. Um, But I guess the teen years where you really had to go out on your own, you know, uh, was was a little bit stressful um, at the time, you know. And I guess going to college a little bit because I don't know what's going on all the time. The thing is, I guess when I had to let go when it became your thing to take care of and not mine. And I think having you not wanting to listen to my advice, if I would suggest doing certain things to manage your blood sugars, we used to do this. That was very hard, you know. And I remember saying to your endocrinologist, what is she going to do? She's she's going to go to college. I'm going to say, oh, I'm done. 
and not think about her blood sugars anymore. That's not the way it's going to go mm-hmm. since I've been doing that since you were born. Yeah. It was it was my thing to take care of. Mm-hmm. Not my daughter's. She didn't know what was going on. So I think it's perfectly normal. You know, even now, not so much because you moved out on your own. You are, uh, you know, in, in good control. Um, you know, there's certain things I would love to tweak. You know, sometimes we bicker about that. But it's out of my hands, pretty much. Yeah. Is that hard? Being Yeah. I'm a, I, I am the type of person that likes to be in control. And I'm trying to remember, was that... Did, did it become more intense after I had a child that was diagnosed with diabetes because probably I think probably and I but I think my personality suited certain personalities uh, are better suited to take care of a child with diabetes you have to be organized you can't be fly by the night and be whatever because it would, would affect your child's health yeah yeah well how do you think your relationship to my diabetes is different than dad's well, because I think about it more. Dad's, he certainly took a big part. You know, it was hard for him to give shots because he's someone that had to lay down after having blood taken when we got married. You know, he's not good with shots, but you rise to the occasion. It's your child and you do what you have to do. Mm-hmm. Um, but of course, I was the main caretaker of it. Right. I, you know, abs- absolutely. Because I was a stay-at-home mom. I worked at night. You know, left millions of notes and lists and food and, you know, that was it. But, you know, in in this relationship, dad had to go to work every day, support the family. And even about any of the children, I think moms tend to worry. I mean, it almost seems like dad's primary role was the financial role of taking care of not just me, but, you know, the family, the family. I think that does happen in a lot of relationships that one parent is the prime medical caregiver. Mm-hmm. Do you, I mean, when you watch me now taking care of myself, what, uh, do you feel like you've done your job or I've done my job? Yes. Yeah, I, I certainly do. I mean, your A1Cs are good. Um, yeah, you don't you, you you do take care of it, but more than that, I mean, I think sometimes people focus too much on the A one C and the. Numbers. I think I wish you would eat better, and this is a constant argument. You tell me you aren't certain. You you you've grown that way. There are certain choices that I like. I'm seeing, but then there's certain things because you read up on everything and read this and that and that. I, I almost wish you would read up more on the way different foods affect your body. I, I don't know, you know, or one, you know, one thing I wish there was a better plan to treat your lows and their, you know, and be more comfortable with going a little bit low, you know, right. you know, to I see you constantly having to drink juice and you're, you know, always saying, well, I have insulin on board, insulin on board. And, you know, I'm thinking there's got to be a way to tinker with that, but I don't know, you know. Yeah. What would you say to a parent now or I, I guess any parent who just had a child diagnosed with diabetes? 
Well, I, I do tell them there is a light at the end of the tunnel. Um, you know, there there have been a couple of people I know from town. You know, it happened at 12, it happened at 13, and, you know, one person really going through a hard time uh, w- with her daughter who, at that age, to be diagnosed, they're not doing what they're supposed to do. So, I, I, I mean, I'm fortunate in that way where you didn't go through that phase where, you know, no, I don't want to go to the doctor and I'm not testing my blood sugar. I'm not doing that. So thank God for that because I feel for those people. It's, it's very hard. I think I had a little bit of that. You might just be blocking it out. Not too bad. Maybe. I don't know. Tell me, tell, talk about the tent story when we went camping. Well, that's when you were little. I don't, maybe like four Three, four, three. I don't know. You were very little, but, um, you know, you woke up and I guess we had to test your blood sugar and you were crying and you were saying, no, it hurts. It hurts. And some big guy and his wife walked like, oh, like open the tent and said, what's going on here? Because I could imagine how it sounded. Yeah. And, and I said, oh, my God, it must sound old. I said, my daughter has diabetes. We're testing her blood sugar. He goes, you know, I said, no, I perfectly understand. Yeah. Kind of makes you happy that there's people like that. Yeah, absolutely. That get involved. I would probably do the same thing, you know. How did dad feel about it? He was fine. It wasn't. Yeah. No, I know. He was fine. I know. Sounds, it's been a, it's been a journey. Yeah. But I think you guys did a good job. Well, that's nice to hear. I mean, I mean, and I have to say, uh, teachers, uh, you know, the nurse, uh, even someone from nursery school, if I run into them, you like the, the, the woman in nursery school, you just wanted Chrissy to grow up like everybody else and have a normal life or you did such a wonderful job, you know, so it's, it's nice to hear that. Yeah. I think I grew up like most other people. Yeah. It's a good, it's a good balance. Mm-hmm. <sighs> well, is there anything else you would want to share? Well, I guess now the, ne- the next phase, um, you know, want want you to stay healthy. Um, be lovely to have grandchildren someday mm-hmm. and, you know, yeah. be there for that and any support you need, um, you know, Managing the diabetes, you know, when when you get pregnant someday, stuff like that. Yes, I think I'll definitely need your help with that. Yep, I'll be here to help. Someday far in the future. Okay. The Threes is a production of Beta Cell and it's produced by me, Craig Steubing. A very special thanks to Christy and her mom, Carol, for sharing their story. You might be out of Beta Cell episodes to listen to right now, but if you join the Beta Cell fan club, you'll get access to a lot more content. Bonus clips, outtakes, and even every episode of Out of Range After Dark, our podcast just for fan club members. Visit betacellpodcast.com forward slash fan club for more information. I'm Craig Steubing. And this is the threes.
Winter, spring, summer or fall All you got to do is call And I'll be there Yeah, yeah, yeah You've got a friend You've got a friend